0: get involved with people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. I- Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. I am the host of this lovely little podcast that we have over here. Um, usually, I have a co-host, and today, he's not here. <laughs> Myron, uh, Myron is busy, and as you heard, probably heard last week, uh, Myron said, that last week would probably be his last show, which kind of sucks ass, um, but, you know, the ectoplasm show was, I mean, it's Myron's brainchild, basically, he was like, look, you know, he was talking to me, he's like, look, here's the deal, you, meaning me, you know, believe in ghosts and all this weird shit and things like that, and Myron, you know, was saying, and I don't. He's like, I just don't believe in any of this crap because you know I've never really experienced it for myself, and I think this would be a good you know premise for a for a show, which I totally agreed. And it took a little uh, took a little coaxing on you know for me um, to do this. You know, I have a I have a background uh, in radio broadcasting and things like that, but you know. <sighs> I just I wasn't really into the whole like podcasting thing but honestly like this has become a lot of fun for me and I'm constantly like finding myself thinking about different topics and, and whatnot you know so you know I'm just throwing it out there that if it weren't for Myron I wouldn't be able to do this you know because this like I said was his this was his brainchild right here so so many thanks to Myron for this you know for for giving me another another passion. As far as, you know, other than just writing books and and making films and things like that, this has become a lot of fun. so with all that junk being said, um, I do hope Myron will come back on occasion, you know, for for whatever, for whatever reason, if nothing else, just to just to bust my chops. But apparently, as of right now, you know, Myron is uh, we're not going to say he's done with the show. We're never going to say that Myron is done with the show. He 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 may be on like a hiatus right now. So, with all that being said, I am I'm looking for other people, and you know, one of our I've I've gone back and looked at uh, you know our Podbean account and our uh, iTunes account and things like that, and I'm looking at the at the numbers, the the downloads and, and things of that nature, and the listens. And one of the most popular shows that we did was with my, my friend Mike. And so I was like, oh my gosh, maybe we should uh, see if Mike would like to, to come on board for a little bit anyway. At least for a couple episodes, you know, and see if he, if he likes it. And then, you know, Mike actually called me last night with, uh, with a topic. Now, I'm not going to bring up this topic yet, other than it's like very much like conspiracy the conspiracy type things but at the same time it's it's insanely freaky it's very freaky and it really makes you wonder I guess like what what is going on with the world today so I can't wait to talk to Mike like I said I'm gonna make sure Mike is here in in the studio before we do that you know before we do that show uh, because I think it would be important and we'll both be here but you know, speaking of news and things like that, <laughs> as far as like paranormal news, I, I, I want you to to hear this because I I ha- I had to laugh. Like ultimately, I feel horrible for this dude, but I had to laugh. So this guy did something that I do a lot. Um, he set up you know cameras and things like that in in his own house, which whatever, not a big deal. So I'm just gonna read this. I'm just gonna read this to you verbatim what it says uh, or what I read today Uh, an Australian man that set up video cameras in his house hoping to capture evidence of ghosts caught a strange scare after he reviewed one of the cameras when he reviewed the footage he discovered his 28 year old girlfriend having sex with his 16 year old son like come on (laughs) that's so freaking horrible so anyway, the man set up the video camera in the kitchen and let it record continuously. After reviewing the footage, he discovered his son and girlfriend doing, doing the deed. So he, uh, me, making the beast with two backs, so to speak. Um, he immediately notified the police <laughs> and turned his girlfriend into authorities. She was questioned and then she revealed that she had also had sex with the boy at a week-long stay at a nearby hotel. The man's son admitted to him that he had sex with his stepmother three times. The woman said that she thought the age of consent was sixteen, but in uh, Tasmania, uh, it's seventeen. So she was charged with five counts of sexual intercourse with a young person. Now this is this is a quote from her attorney. She accepts this is not not a relationship which can or will continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the only quote you have, okay? <laughs> whatever. It says the woman who shares a young son with the man. Yeah, they have a kid together as well. Okay, she's not just like a live-in girlfriend or whatever. They have they have a child together. The woman who shares a young son with the man is now trying to reconcile with him. Like, come on! <laughs> I feel so bad for the dude. You know, all he wanted to do was maybe catch a little uh, <laughs> catch a little paranormal activity. And what he caught was doing porn, porn, a normal activity. So whatever. That's um, That was the first news story that, that I came across. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I have to share this with people. So be careful, be careful where you're putting your cameras, apparently, because God bless it. I guess you just don't know what you're going to catch. You know, another, um, another news story that i just came across and it's it's odd when when paranormal stories make it into make it into the mainstream media because you know a lot of times a lot of times it seems it's very tongue-in-cheek um and they're not really taking the matter as seriously as as a true believer would you know um but this is this is a different case entirely um so this happened in Utah and I'm sure you guys have heard about this. It was all over uh, the news and all over Facebook and things like that. Um, but it says rescuers claim a mystery voice called to them to save a toddler trapped in a car that overturned in Utah river. Now, apparently what happened is, I mean, this, this is so freaking terrifying. I mean, it's, it's tragic is what it is. You know, it's, this mother, she's twenty five years old. Okay, um, Lynn is her name, and then she has an eighteen month old daughter, Lily. Now, apparently, what happened is uh, sometime during the late, the late night, you know, whatever. Um, you know, they were they were driving, just her and and her daughter, Lily, and the the car flipped, and I mean, it, like, hit the bridge embankment and and flipped into. Into the river. Now, at this time of year, obviously it's it's cold, and I mean very, very cold. Um, So that's tragic in itself. Um, The only thing that was weird is, you know, the mother. You know, I don't know. The mother did die. She she passed away, which is horrible in itself. She's leaving behind, you know, an eighteen month old daughter. For God's sake, that's terrible. But you know, the car flips over, but it sat there. Okay, it sat there for about 14 hours. Now think about that, 14 hours. It's cold outside, and the water itself is absolutely freezing. So there was a man that was out there. He was uh, fishing, and he ended up seeing this car because the way that the river was, uh, I don't know, however the, the river looked or whatever, you couldn't see this car. From the road itself, which is odd, but luckily this man was out there fishing, you know, uh, the next day, and he sees this car. Instantly calls the cops. You know, he gets them out there, and what's weird is, you know, you know the the rescue workers or whatever they got there, they got there um, fairly quick, and then they, you know, they noticed instantaneously, basically without a doubt, the mother had passed away. They knew that. But then, in the back seat of the car is little eighteen-month-old Lily, you know, and it's it's weird because like she was still alive, she was still alive because the car seat was installed properly, and she was more or less just kind of hanging there, you know, upside down. She was still fastened in though, so she was staying out of the water, which is key. In, all of, in in her survival, it was absolutely key. You know, when they found her, she wasn't really responsive, but they could tell her eyelids were kind of fluttering and things like that, so they knew she was at least alive. What's odd about this is, like I said, you couldn't see the car, you know, from, from the roadway. So when everybody in the rescue crews and everything, like, showed up, they started hearing a voice, and the, the voice was a female saying, you know Uh, help my baby help my baby things like that and they had no idea where this voice was coming from so and I mean they went on you know like CNN and all of these uh, major news networks basically saying that you know whatever this voice was was not of this earth it it wasn't anything you know there was no females there that would be like screaming at them come save my baby come save my baby and things like that I mean this this is amazing is it you know, was this the voice of of the mother, of the 25-year-old mother? You know, I mean, it, it's bizarre. So it says the, uh, the voice that they were hearing gave the rescuers a, a surge of adrenaline. Needed to, you know, move the car upright and then ultimately, you know, save the child. Um, it says right here, let's see. It felt like I could hear someone telling me. I need help. It was very surreal, something that I felt like I could hear. What's odd about it is, you know, someone was saying, you know, help me inside that car, which is bizarre because, you know, obviously the mother was was passed away and, you know, the baby was, you know, barely holding on to life. But, you know, it's it's amazing to me because um, they, they saved this baby and the baby is doing great. She's doing well. Um she's with family with her grandparents right now and everything like that still in the hospital. Um but she's up and she's awake and she's smiling and laughing and giggling and it, all the all the good things that you want to hear that she's doing. This is great stuff. But you know, it's it's amazing to me. I mean, even just to give you an idea of how cold it was, you know, um of those rescue workers and everything like that 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 were on this uh on this case. Seven of them had to be treated for hypothermia directly following the rescue effort. I mean, that's how cold it was. So, you know, somebody was definitely, definitely looking out for that baby. That's for sure. Whether that was, you know, her, her mother <laughs> or, or what, you know, that was just it's an amazing story to me. And I had to share that. And like I said, I'm sure that all of you have already heard the, sh- the, uh, the story itself. I just wanted to bring it up and and get your thoughts on it. You know, um, do you think do you think that this could possibly be a voice of of the mother? Was it maybe like a guardian angel of sorts or was it just a, a case of mass hysteria group hysteria that these rescue workers were were going through? It's a very traumatic experience whether you're trained for this or not you know so let me know let me know what you guys think Um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter as well uh, ectoplasmshow let's see where else we're on on the Facebooks as well you can look for us there and you can also you know follow me Um, Josh Heard 1981 is pretty much my handle all across the board So if you want to find me there, go ahead and do so. And now we're going to get into another topic for today's show, the meat and potatoes, so to speak of today's show. All right, so let's get into the topic a little bit here. And this is, this is a very, very touchy subject for a lot of people, um, And there's a lot of different reasons why. You know, it, there is no, no right or wrong answer in, in this topic. And it's, it's something very real, something that touches us, uh, most of us, I should say. Um, and the, and the reason that I'm bringing it up is honestly, because I'm, I'm going through this right now. Okay. Um, so the other night, um. The other night my daughter comes up to me. My daughter is 6, by the way. She comes up to me and she starts asking me about this this doll named Annabelle. Now, we all know the the, the story of Annabelle, you know, and things like that, and you know, from The Conjuring and then the the offshoot movie Annabelle. You know, all all surrounding this haunted doll that now, you know, it, it's a very real thing that sits, uh, in Ed and Lorraine Warren's museum that they have in, in their house. Um, but it's a, you know, a supposedly possessed doll, um, it sits in a case that's blessed and locked and all sorts of stuff and whatever. It's, it's a conduit for, for some demon apparently, but you know, my my daughter comes up to me and asks me about this doll Annabelle. Now absolutely instantaneously what was the first thing that I wanted to say? I wanted to say, "Oh no, that's it's bullshit. You know, Annabelle's not real." Um and things like that. I wanted to to flat out bold face lie directly to my daughter's face initially And uh, you know, I sat there for a minute and I, I thought to myself, okay number one, where the hell did you even hear about Annabelle? Now trust me okay I okay I, I do this stuff all the time. I'm either making a film about ghost hunting or something spooky or I'm out there hunting something spooky or or I'm doing a podcast about all things spooky. She's around this stuff a lot. You know, She, she's around it. She's been... I don't know. She's been around it for quite some time. She knows what I do. You know? But, at the same time, it's, it's something that we don't necessarily bring up that often. You know, it's not like I sit around the dinner table and, you know, talk about... <laughs> about some possession case or talk about some some ghost that's terrorizing a family or anything. I we don't do that, okay? We talk about normal things like how was your day at school? And you know, how was your day at work and shit like that. I mean, that's just what we do. So, initially I wanted to know where she heard heard about Annabelle. Well, obviously it's from from school. Okay. So she hears, she hears her friends, you know, talking about this and talking about that. And, oh, there's this haunted doll named Annabelle. And she's going to come and she's going to get you in the middle of the night and shit like that. And it's it spooks them. Initially, when they're just talking about it on the playground, oh, it's cool, it's fun. But then it's time to go home and it's time to go to bed and turn off the lights. And then her little six-year-old mind begins to wander and... That's when shit gets scary. So, anyway, so like I said, she heard it from her friends at school. Now, this, obviously, it still left me in this huge, like, I I had a huge problem with this. I didn't know what to do. I had never been faced with anything like this before. Like, what is it that that we tell our kids? Whether you believe in ghosts or not, what do you tell your children? Okay, and there's so many different things. I've wanted to, to do a book on this subject. I've wanted to, you know, to discuss the subject. And I said, you know what? To hell with it. it it's just time to talk about it. Okay, I'm not going to do a book on it. And there's many different reasons why. Number one, it would sound like I'm preaching because there is no right or wrong to this. Okay, there isn't. But. I think there are certain things that we might be able to do, you know, maybe to diffuse certain situations, but it's a very real thing because you're, you're thinking to yourself, what what do you what do? You do? If, if your kid comes up to you and says, oh, I just saw a ghost or something like that. Okay. Do we initially dismiss it and say, oh no, sweetie, that was just your imagination. That was just your mind playing tricks on you. Could it have been? Absolutely. But do we say that to them? I don't know. Because if we're dismissing it, let's say just as a hypothetical that they actually did have a legitimate paranormal experience and they saw some full-bodied apparition appear in front of them in their bedroom and uh, whatever. Tell them something. You know, what then? What then? And you just told them that it was their mind playing tricks on them. So now, in their little brains, now they're basically thinking, okay, number one, mommy and daddy don't believe me. And number two, I can never really tell them again because I know what I saw. And I can't tell them because they think I'm full of it. And then, if we continue to do that, maybe, just maybe... Their, their little minds start to think, shit, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Oh my God, I'm different. You know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a freak. And you don't want that either. Now at the same time, and on the other hand, we could say, oh wow, you saw a ghost? That's badass. You know, or anything like that. You could say something like that and then you could be like, oh yeah, ghosts are totally real. And now they're freaked. Now they're totally freaked because it's a ghost. <laughs> they don't know how to how to deal with a ghost or anything like that. So do you see the the conundrum now? We do we lie to our children and ultimately maybe push them to think that they're psychotic? Or do we do we scare them even more and be like, oh yeah, ghosts are totally real. They're out to get you, they're around us all the time and shit like that. No. Like <laughs> or do we let them be children? <laughs> Like, it, this is something that is plaguing me right now. And like I said, it's all surrounding, like, Annabelle, the doll. And I, I don't know what to do about it. So, I want your feedback. I want to know, like, give me parental advice here. For God's sake, please somebody help me here, okay? Like, what do I do? Um, and you can do that. You can reach out to us uh, in a few different ways firstly and my personal favorite is email why is that because it comes directly to my phone and i get it instantaneously but it's ectoplasmshow at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on twitter as well at ectoplasmshow um and all sorts of fun stuff like that so you know of course you can find us on facebook and all that fun jazz as well um Sorry, I'm plugging my phone back in. I always have to grab my phone to let you guys know the, the proper addresses because I can never remember if it's the ectoplasm show or just ectoplasm show. But now I think I got it. Ectoplasm show at gmail.com and at ectoplasm show on Twitter. So let me know what you think about all that. Like I said, it's it's so bizarre. And so, you know, I've been doing research. Obviously. And I came across this website. What is this even called? How to talk to your children about ghosts. The do's and the don'ts. (laughs) So check this out, okay? The do's. It says, gently talk to your child about what he or she experienced, saw, or heard. By taking the time to get the whole story, you won't jump to any conclusions, and you will have all the facts as your child perceive them now this is smart i think you know hear them out i i like that let's hear them out okay um while your child is telling you about the experience give them your full attention well and that that to me is just kind of common sense anyway you don't want to be a dick and be like playing candy crush on your phone while your kid's telling you a story but whatever um this will make your son or daughter feel more comfortable as well as convey that you, or that what you are hearing is important. I'll also encourage your child to tell you the entire story and not just parts of it. Sometimes if the child children don't think they have our attention or feel we are distracted, not really paying attention to what they're saying, they will not tell us everything. Okay, so there's a couple little tips right there. But here's, a, like, this is a very important point. As a parent, your child looks to you for protection. You know, they want mommy or daddy to make everything okay. Um, Make sure you tell your children that you'll help them understand their experience and that they're not alone. Always be sure to thank them for telling you what happened. Assure them that you will do everything that you can to make the problem go away so they won't be scared or upset. That right there, I think, is perfect. You know, just basically hearing them out, listening to them and, you know, trying to comfort them in whatever way that we can. I think that's perfect. I like that. Let's see what it says. I'm going to scroll down here where it says the don'ts. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Okay, so it says, you don't want to confuse children by telling them that ghosts don't exist or that they made up the whole story if a child really did have a paranormal experience and yet you say that ghosts don't exist it could be very confusing Uh, moreover your kids might not tell you about any other paranormal experiences they've had because they feel that you don't believe them and this goes back to what I was saying earlier Um, our children mimic our behavior that's the god blessed truth and if you become upset frustrated or hysterical because of what your children tell you You could scare them tremendously, put them under uh, unnecessary stress. As a parent, you need to remain calm and really listen to what your child is telling you about any experience. So uh, this is so this is tough. This is tough stuff. And like I said, you know the parents out there, the parents that are listening to this show, I want you to reach out. I want you to let me know if, if you've ever experienced anything like this. Okay. I'm 33 years old. Okay. I've been a parent now for my daughter is six. Okay. So six years and you know, we've had weird things happen. We, we moved into a house that was owned by my grandparents for the past. I mean, they, they lived here for 45 years and then they asked if we would like to purchase the house because we were basically outgrowing our old house. And so obviously we jumped on it, but it's a very old house. I mean, it was built in 1860, for God's sake. It's old and big and brick and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, one day we were standing, uh, sitting around, excuse me, in the in the living room area. And right off the living room there is uh, like a staircase that goes upstairs. Um, and my daughter, you know, she was only like two like two years old or so, and she was standing at the base of the stairs and just staring up, and she goes, Dad, and I was like, what's up, babe? And she said, why, like, why is that man crying? I'm like, okay, number one, what the hell? (laughs) Number two, there's, the only dude in this house is me, all right? I'm I'm surrounded by, by estrogen at all times, but it was weird because I was like, um, what What man, sweetie? And she goes, "There's the man, he's crying. He's at the top of the stairs. He's crying. He's so sad. And I was like, I uh, number one, I saw nothing. I felt nothing, you know. And so I just let her roll with it. you know, and I was like, well, what's he crying about, sweetie? And she stopped. She stopped and she just like kept looking and staring up those stairs. And it was almost like for a minute she was listening to something but she just said oh he doesn't want to go to war now number one we never discuss war in this house we just don't you know my wife is a combat vet she spent a year and some change overseas um in iraq and, you know, it's just something that we don't necessarily bring up. It's not anything that... I don't know. We just don't really talk about it. You know, we're very proud of the fact that that Kirsten served our country and things of that nature. You know, we're very proud of that fact. that You know, Mommy was a soldier. Mommy was like G.I. Jane Billy Badass. And that's pretty cool. But we just... You know, it's something that we don't bring up. I think children are going to be exposed to that enough throughout their lifetime let's let them be children for a minute and we don't have to you know we don't have to talk about stupid shit or how the world's fucking falling apart or, or any of that we don't need to do that we could just talk about sunshine and lollipops and, and and rainbows sorry my phone was ringing it's mr connor hopkins trying to call me but I'm not going to answer. We ain't got time for this shit right now. So anyway, it was weird though because, you know, my daughter had that paranormal experience and she didn't even know that it was like, a, she didn't know that it was a paranormal experience. She had no idea. So this brings up the thing, like our, our children more more open to this. And and Why? You know, why is it that children are, are so open to, to paranormal experiences? Why is it that, you know, some kids have the, the quote unquote imaginary friend? You know, and it's a lot of kids have imaginary friends, you know, and a lot of kids, you know, play with their imaginary friends and things like that. And then there's some claims out there that these imaginary friends aren't imaginary at all. They're, they're very real. We just can't see them. Now, I don't know. I'm on the fence there. My daughter had an imaginary friend. His name was Luke. And that's... What she played with Luke. And then Luke disappeared. When we uh, when we had our second daughter, Ellie. So then Luke, you know, was never really heard from again. So, you know, I know my daughter used to freak out the babysitters all the time. Because, not, like I said, you know, we have a creepy-ass house. That's just the bottom line. Our house is creepy. And so they would come over here, and they would be freaked out anyway, and then Izzy would start playing with somebody that wasn't even there, and then they would really, you know, shit their little tweeny pants, and that was it. But, you know, I don't necessarily think it was anything paranormal. At all. I think she legitimately just had a a friend or somebody that she was talking to. I don't necessarily think it was a, a ghost or anything like that, so I don't know. But, excuse me um i think it's just uh i think it's a very weird phenomenon so if the kids then are coming up to us and saying oh well my imaginary friend told me to you know stick my baby brother in the in the dryer or some shit like that. Or it was my imaginary friend that told me to, to set the house on fire. I don't know. Like, are they lying or is that something legitimate? Like, it's just weird to me. So, like I said before, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. And please, for the love of God, help me out. Like, please, just throw in your two cents. I want to know. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Um, Because, like, it's it's a very... It's a very real thing in my house right now. You know, this, this whole, like, Annabelle the doll. And it's so screwed because my daughter has so many dolls. <laughs> and one of them, one doll in particular, she got as a, as a gift, uh, I believe, for Christmas. Um, and so we've, we haven't had the doll very long. But she gets this doll for Christmas, and then she got like all these outfits and things like that. And it's a very realistic looking doll. It's one of those um, American girl dolls, I think, is what they're called. I don't know. It was it, like I said, it was a Christmas gift um, from her grandparents, and you know, so she loves to dress up the doll and all of that fun jazz. But then it's it's um it's weird because then one night she just didn't want to sleep with the doll at all she didn't want to sleep with the doll and she wanted to just she wanted to put the doll to bed but she wanted to cover it up and and that was it so, it was just funny because then here comes the Annabelle story you know and I'm like oh starting to put two and two together She's she's thinking that her doll may just like you know come to life and go all fucking Chucky on her or something I don't know so like I said I want to hear what you have to say I want to hear your opinions because they matter. They matter to me. I want to know where everybody stands with this because like I said, I am I'm dumbfounded number 1. And I'm I'm trying to approach this as cautiously as possible because number 1, I do not ever want to lie to my child ever. I don't want to do that and none of us want to do that. But at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to freak her out and damage her either. I and mean, be like, oh yeah, your doll's fucking possessed by the devil or some shit like that. You don't want to do that either. Because then you just went from from zero to, to freaked in 0.3 seconds. So, like I said, please let us know what you think. I want to hear it. I think it's very. Okay, what the fuck was that? Sorry, guys. So I'm sitting here in my studio right now, talking about weird-ass shit, like always. And I don't know if you guys could hear that over the microphone, but stuff just started, like, moving and shaking. Not just, I mean, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I mean, it's done now. Huh. All right. Well, we'll have to play that back and see if we can actually hear it or not. So, whatever. My God. So, I also have a bit of good news. Um, yesterday, I was uh, tooling around the the interwebs, specifically on Facebook. And I'm friends with... Um, a few, like, authors and, and things like that on, on Facebook, um, let me take a drink here, so I'm, I'm friends with these people, and I'm like, you know what, now that, um, you know, that, now that Myron is, is gone, um, and like I said, he's, he's not gone for good, I refuse to believe that, so he's, he'll be back for a show or two or five, and, yeah, so that'll be good, um, but I'm tooling around and I'm thinking to myself, well, I could use somebody, you know, as like a like a, a co-host or a guest co-host or whatever. And um, I started reaching out to a couple authors and I am very, very excited because one of them got back to me very quickly. And she is one of my favorite authors um, in the paranormal world. Her name is Marie. Marie d jones and i first heard about her on uh jim harold's podcast which is the paranormal podcast and it's very good it's very good he does it awesome i mean he's like hit the 10-year mark for podcasting and i don't know how how the hell he does it but he does like six or seven shows it's ridiculous but my hats go off my hat goes off to jim for that um but anyway marie d jones has a new book coming out in april and we have her booked. So we will be talking with Marie D. Jones about her new book, which is all about um, mind control and things like that. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting show, and I cannot wait to talk to her about this. It'll be so much fun. So, yeah, um, you know, big things are coming. I'm trying to reach out to a few more uh quote unquote, you know, para celebs and all of that fun stuff. So and if you guys have somebody that you would love to hear on the show, shoot me a line, man, shoot me a message and I will do my damnedest to get in contact with them and get them on this show because I think that would be a lot of fun. I love talking to new people and, and hearing their, you know, hearing their ideas and all that fun jazz too. So hit me up with all of that and let me know let me know what you guys think um, but yeah Marie D. Jones coming in April I am very excited um, and there's a few others that I, I want to, to talk about but I can't yet because they haven't said yes yet <laughs> so I don't want to put them on the spot or do anything like that um, so yeah <laughs> I came across this story and um, as I do I I always like to browse around like the different uh you know paranormal news sites out there and just see if anything, you know, catches my eye. And this this one story in particular did. Um it says Google is looking for ways to extend life. <laughs> of all the people to be pioneering this it's 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 google so google ventures uh google ventures president bill maris believes that we will soon be able to live to the age of are you ready for this 500 years old we'll be able to live to be 500 years old so i don't understand exactly how we're doing this um I don't know if you would want to live to be 500 years old. Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm 33? I'm yeah, I don't even want to... I don't even think I want to hit 80. Like, <laughs> this is just ridiculous to me. It says, while aging might seem like one of the fundamental inevitabilities of life, there are some who believe that the unstoppable effects... ...of the march of time on our mortal bodies... ...is something that can be slowed down... ...stopped or even put into reverse. One of these people is internet giant Google... ...which has recently been looking to invest millions of dollars... ...into developing new ways to cure diseases... ...and to extend the human lifespan. Uh, Here's a quote here uh, from Bill Maris. He says, we actually have the tools in the life sciences to achieve anything that you have the audacity to envision I just hope to live long enough not to die (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, he says 20 years ago without without genomics uh, you could only treat cancer with a poison that's really different from we can cure your cancer by reverse engineering a stem cell Uh, and he also says in 20 years chemo will seem so primitive it will be like using a telegraph which honestly you know my god everybody's affected by cancer and things of that nature you know and honestly you know more power to them if they want to want to try this out do it but at the same time like who the fuck are you to play god like come on man so whatever I think we were designed to have a very short amount of time on this planet, which in all honesty is, you know, it's more or less just as far as time goes, the amount of time that we spend here on this earth is just a a drop in the bucket, but, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to do this, like trying to, you know, stay young, stay young all the time, and reverse the aging process and there's creams and ointments and things like that that you can rub on your face and you don't look as wrinkly and shit like that. It's just I don't know. Things are going out of control, I think. So, more power to Google though. I mean, that's a, it's a little strange to me but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know about that. Let me know about that. More importantly, I, I still want to know about my kid. Like, what to do about my kid. But, (laughs) if you want to talk about the, uh, the Google, you know, reversing aging and all that shit, then, then please, please comment on that as well. So, yeah, anyway, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this show up for, for this week. But, I also wanted to, uh, to let you know, as far as other things that are coming... Um, my God, we start, okay, so we're starting our film tour in just a matter of 13 days. Uh, the film tour begins, and so yeah, that's why I'm trying to push out as much content as absolutely possible. So this week we're actually going to have two episodes, you're going to have this one and you're going to have another one, and then, um, so yeah, they'll probably both be posted i think today friday uh they'll both be posted today but i want to do a um i think i'm going to do a a podcast um with everybody like while we're while we're doing the tour and things like that and just really try to uh talk about the reactions of people that have seen this documentary so far and And things of that nature. I think that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. So we'll do like a live from the road type of podcast. So that'll be a good time. Um, we might even do some interviews or whatever with people that are, that are there, uh, people that have watched it and and things like that. So, and people that are doing the, the VIP events, uh, following the, the screenings. So, but anyway, I hope everybody's doing great, um, like I said, reach out to us on uh, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com or at ectoplasmshow Twitter at the, the Twitter. But anyway, I will uh, I'll be talking to you guys very very soon. And everybody, stay well. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm making a rule: never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. Cool. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. I-